comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Catherine revved up the microwave, but I pissed my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Carol or Billy, you decide. I, I can honestly say I've probably been waiting my whole life for yesterday. To I've been waiting my whole life for this movie. <laughs> uh, yesterday I saw Shazam. Nice. So good. It was a so special good. sneak, like two-week early showing, yeah, it, right? It, it's a two-week so, early showing, so I, it's not going to be showing next week or the week after. I the, saw folks all over Facebook. Yeah talking about them seeing it yeah so you were waiting for some tights not blue um god what you have to help me with that reference because huh? it's too obscure i just i just followed up your reference right with a follow-up reference to your reference so three references imagine imagine my shock at you not getting your own reference mm. and then my follow-up oh carol danvers wears blue billy batson wears red Right. Gotcha. Okay. You know, corner, okay. corner song, mid-80s, okay. uh, old people, you know, old old I've people. Man, I'm sure that song has got to. For a I'm going to guess that like that song you. kills it at proms these days so, because everything old is new again. And uh, isn't it time for uh, late 80s, uh, early 90s nostalgia? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're in, we're in the 90s realm right now. Yeah. Nostalgia. So uh, I'm sure you guys have guessed by this point, we are going to be talking about uh, the two Captain Marvel movies that have come out. Shazam, which out of the three of us I saw last night, and then Captain Marvel's Captain Marvel. Wait, Marvel's Captain Marvel. Did you do some to your firewall on your internet? Uh, no. I can't get in. I'm trying to get to something. It's the same uh, Actually, password. It's our website. <laughs> something is wrong with the website. Oh, no. It's <laughs> a bad sign. Hey, Brad, yeah. whenever you do uh, make it to that, wherever you're going yeah. to, uh, be sure to use the hacker uh, voice. I'm in. Okay. <laughs> I'm in. I, I said that one time at work. We were trying to find some folder structure, and I found a folder we were looking for, and I said i'm in <laughs> and it brought like everyone just kind of laughed because it wasn't a hacker thing it was just navigating folders. <laughs> but it's just um, we're so used to that uh nomenclature of like uh i'm in i'm in i'm in welcome to half hour wasted episode 468 as of this taping and 467 has yet to be published <laughs> all right i'm nice i nice. apologize well no you you save the good stuff you no, know, for last I've been right sla- there's a lot been going on well and we'll talk about that next week it's like you know how episode yeah. you know how doctor who in the episode uh where they lost uh, amy and rory 
doctor is reading a book at the beginning of it in Central Park, and he tears up the last page, and uh, he gets questioned by his companions, mm-hmm. uh, and he says he hates to finish a story. Right. Oh, so yeah. I figured that's probably it. Oh, that's a. Yeah. Uh, Cause, I just remembered yeah. that scene. That's a sweet scene. It mm-hmm. is. It is. And uh, my daughter uh, curses me anytime I even uh, uh, mention the name The Angels of New York. <laughs> just a heads up. Episode 469, the next one you hear after this, is going to be kind of a, a downer episode. But we'll make it an upper. Uh, Bill, you weren't here for the meeting, but we were Yeah, we had a meeting. Okay. We made executive decisions I'm sorry, while I was, you were taking care of pets. I, well, yeah, I was filling up uh, two separate uh, water bowls because we have a visitor today. Uh, if it's just my animals, <laughs> whatever. NASA you Rincon know? is in yeah. there. You know, the you go today. eat some grass. There's moisture in grass. But, you know, since we have NASA in the house, uh, I decided to go baby. ahead and. Um, Does NASA you know, have official papers put, with. Uh, with the name NASA Rincon on them? Uh, no, she does not. But I want to get her a sweatshirt that says NASA on it. Or, uh, But uh, I, have yet, I don't think she would wear it. Uh, she, she's not one for, for, you know. Just staple it on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll put a bandana on her. She wants to take it off immediately. She's have just you tried not that staples? Does she have a uh, middle name? No. Might I suggest Bahamas? NASA Bahamas Rincon. I like it. Hey there. Hey. Hello. I think we have a quorum. <laughs> Okay, so uh, yeah, we made executive decisions. This okay. this is the Captain Marvel Very episode. Good. The next episode will be the sad sack sad story. Yes, downer, awful we'll, news. We'll be talking about my bunions. Okay, <laughs> I'm actually kidding. I don't. I and don't have bunions. I don't actually even know what bunions are. The one we do after that is uh, <laughs> it, it'll onion. be back up to our normal uh, happy go lucky standards. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, you think so? Just huh? a reminder. We'll, we'll see about that. Mystery phrase number two is still up for grabs. Mm-hmm. I'd like it to be organic, so don't yeah. just don't just okay. say things like shoot from the hip. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, hey NASA, hey Frank, bacon, bacon. Hey Frank, did you put the biscuit in the basket? Oh, <laughs> I don't think that's an actual <laughs> phrase. It's a hockey phrase. Oh, is it? Yes. My apologies. I went to a Stars game <laughs> recently. It was a lot of fun. Well, we, you should have heard it. We won. No, they nice. never. Did they? Did was the ma- ma- magician there? Because there's always they're always talking about hat tricks. Uh, no, the magician oh. did not show up. That oh, game. nice, nice. The what magician need, did not show up. What What you need is you need uh, you know every time you go to a Mavericks game, you know, or a basketball game or something like that. A lot of times, you know, the halftime uh, act is uh, it's like Red Panda. Mm-hmm. You know, what I want to see, I want to see Red Panda on the ice. You want to you want to really impress me? Okay, spin the balls, flip the balls, catch the balls. You're on a unicycle. Okay, okay. You know what? Hey, hey, look out that window, and show me the line of people that can do that. I'm not you know color me impressed. No, do do not color me impressed. You want to impress me? Do it on ice. Everything's harder on ice. You know what would be cool is if Except you Except for Reuniti. Well, what you do is you give <laughs> her... Reuniti on ice Well, you, is you give her the unicycle, smooth. but you give her like the ice motorcycle wheels that hey, are hey. metal with the spikes on them. That would be awesome. Sorry, sorry, Bill. I was tell- we were doing technical. I stuff. know these guys. See, I'm trying to I'm trying to vamp while these guys are clearly uh, doing level checks over <laughs> here. After the show started, by the way. Yeah, and so you know, I'm just trying to help out. You know, I'm giving. And I'm giving. And let me take. So I give a little more and I and I'm keep giving on, and I keep on <laughs> here you go, Steve. That's a Steve Martin reference. So Mr. <laughs> phrase number two. All right. Um the whole enchilada. All right, right. let's go. And let's, let's light this candle. Let's light this candle. That's <laughs> not it either. I'm in. So tell us briefly about Was that not it? Shazam! Shazam! 
God, you scared the pee out of me. All right, first, uh, let me talk about my enthusiasm. I've heard for nothing this movie. but good reviews about this movie. You guys are going to have so have much you? fun. You know who you loved it? Who? Harold Jennett. No way. Really? He said it's his favorite hey, superhero movie of all time. Harold, so, let me apologize to you real quick. It was your birthday like a week ago, and I looked at my phone, and I said, it's Harold Jennett's birthday, and I came this close, but then I was at work, and we got busy, and I suck. So I'm sorry. I did okay. not give you your your uh, your birthday uh, voice message. Simply But it is now. Saying, I mean, here it is now. Harold Janet. There you go. Made his day. Love you, buddy. But uh, the one thing I, I got after I saw this movie, I was seriously thinking to myself, wouldn't it have been cool if DC had kicked off their universe with this movie? Because <laughs> it okay. it paints their universe in, 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 a, in a fun, joyful light. Uh, um, <laughs> Thank goodness for that. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, so, uh, so non-spoiler review. Here goes. Uh, lots of fun. Uh, the last half is just a joy and so much fun. You're gonna you're gonna love it. Uh, the the first few minutes of it is very intense and okay. great. The that that beginning third where you're doing all the character building and this is who this is, this is who this is, and yeah. stuff like that. To me, got a tiny bit tedious, but that's because I'm familiar with the material. It's kind of like the first so, half of Avengers, huh? Almost, Buddy. yeah. Almost, uh, but that's a that's the tiniest yeah. complaint. Okay, the villain is great, the story is great. There is two there are two cutscenes uh, at the end. Nice. Uh, if you've seen any trailers, <laughs> you've seen one of the cutscenes. Unfortunately, for, for what purpose? Cutscenes. I mean, or, not, I'm sorry. Oh, you mean like? I mean, they're not already after credit scenes. After credit, yeah, they've already showed that. They're, uh, yeah, they they showed that. Yeah, they've already shown it. If you've seen any of the trailers. You've seen one of them, unfortunately. So That's if you okay. haven't seen, That's silly. so I, if I have you haven't guess. seen a Shazam trailer it's yet, very silly. don't don't do it because it's too silly. it is a great movie. It's I think it's very silly. family oriented. There is some language with it, though. Really, uh, I think you're going to like the way they paint the characters too. Uh, so how do they reconcile do I, Sinestro being the villain in disguise in this movie? <laughs> That's a really good point because I was starting to wonder: Are they going to make Mark Strong the villain of every DC movie until they get it right? Mark Strong was he great? Great, I dig him. Is he, is he Doctor Savannah? Yes. Yes. Okay. I don't think that's a secret at all. I'm going to ask you a yes or no question. I don't want to hear it, but I want to see the answer with a head nod or a shake. Okay. Is Superman in this movie? Thank you for that information. Um, okay. I. Uh, Am I completely wrong? I thought Doctor Savannah. I'm I'm familiar with Captain Marvel, and I swear to God, I've read comics. Is especially when I, when I was a kid. Let's Excuse call him, me. Let's call him Shazam from this. Pardon point me. Out. Okay. Well, we'll go with Shazam. That's For a good the sake point. of clarity. Yes. Um. That makes perfect sense. I thought Doctor Savannah was like a skinny, big head, mad scientist type in a white lab coat with like Mister Mind. Am I thinking of somebody else? No. So, I didn't no. realize that Doctor Savannah was like basically kind of junior black Adam, which is what he seems to be from the commercials. I have not seen the movie. So uh, this is a reimagining of Dr. Savannah, okay. which, which I think is a much better uh, reimagining of him. He is okay, cool. threatening and you understand his motivations so well. In Interesting. This movie. You understand why he's doing what he is doing. Huh. It's a reimagining like they did with Superman. Yeah. In well, the, the comics, 
Superman's awesome. Yeah. In the new DC movies, he's not. <laughs> he's they not reimagined awesome. it that way. Well, and this reimagining thing is certainly going to play when we start talking about Marvel's uh, Captain Marvel too. So uh, yes. So in brief, you know, if I had to compare it to a Marvel movie, this movie, uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, okay. Wow. Interesting. It, it has that type of energy. Okay. Good. Like, because you're going to laugh. You're gonna, um, you know, you're gonna feel for the heroes. You you want him to achieve it, but you know, it's not this huge thing where he's trying to save the world. It's yeah. just he's trying to to save the people he loves. Fantastic. That's cool, Fantastic. man. I like the the little bit I saw in one of the trailers or commercial or something that made me laugh was when he's in the convenience store and he's up yes. at the counter and he goes, I'd like to purchase purchase some of your finest beer, please. <laughs> I just thought that was really clever. He can uh the other great thing about this movie is that, you know, so he's supposed to be playing a 14-year-old kid along with his friend, Freddie Freeman. Yeah. They do the stupidest stuff that you would do at that age. I mean, they do some seriously dumb stuff that just you can relate to because <laughs> you have done those dumb things too. Uh, so go see it. I can't recommend it enough. Uh, my... Obviously, my favorite movie of the year so far, more than Captain Marvel, wow. but we're going to get into that. Nothing wrong with Captain cow. Marvel, but uh, I'm a Shazam fan, so what can I say? Okay. I mean, it's probably because of that. Yeah. Um, uh, so you didn't, uh, wh- su- you didn't suffer from heightened expectations then, because like when I went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy, I was terrified because I love, love, love them, and I walked out of the theater completely euphoric, satisfied, whatever. Same with Doctor Strange, maybe one of my other favorite single characters, and I was terrified going into it. Same thing with Fantastic Four. So these are my favorite properties, probably. And uh, Doctor Strange, I thought, you know, I walked out thinking, that was really competent, that was really well done, and I wish it had thrilled me. And of course, the Fantastic Four movies were their own versions of disastrous. Um, So it's interesting that... uh, that apparently this movie uh, held up to your expectations or surpassed them, apparently. Yeah, I mean, I I would say it held up. They did a good job. And as for the whole Shazam, Captain Marvel naming convention, you know what, we're past that, guys. It's uh, 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 Marvel had, I mean... I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just... (laughs) DC had an opportunity... Do not disturb, is it? uh, DC had an opportunity to capture that name when they did in the 70s, and they didn't. So his name is Shazam. It's Shazam. You know, for those who are putting their foot down, goes, no, he's the original Captain Marvel. Well, that may be the case. He is. But you know what? Not anymore. He's Shazam. So let's embrace that. Because the times, they are a-shonging. So, do you have any idea what... What the deal is? You said that uh, uh, DC failed to copyright it when they brought him over from Fawcett or something. So this is my understanding. Could be mistaken, okay. but but so here goes. So as we know, DC bought Fawcett once upon a time ago. Yeah, and they just kind of held on to the property for a while. And then my understanding is they kept the Captain Marvel name just kind of came up free for <laughs> someone to use. Marvel very uh, uh, very smartly grabbed it. They trademarked and, it, right? They trademarked it. Interesting. And, uh, the deal that they had with DC was that uh, okay, uh, you can have, you can call that character Captain Marvel, but only in the books. The cover of the books have to cannot have the name Captain Marvel. So that's <laughs> why they were always called Shazam. Right. Okay. And then uh, when Jeff Johns kind of reimagined everything in the New Fifty Two, he just kind of changed his name to, to Shazam, and that's what it is now. It's Shazam. 
Which and what's interesting. interesting in the comics, I haven't read any of them, but I've read about this. You know the S H A Z A M, like he got his powers from from those gods. S H A Z A M. Yeah, we've always seen the the name Shazam written with an exclamation point. Right. Okay. Jeff Johns has turned that into a seventh god that he got powers from. That exclamation point represents a seventh entity who was involved in the powers. I did not know that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So that's all happening in the new Jeff Johns uh, Shazam comic, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Okay. So uh, how many reverse flashes? I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to give it five, and that's not fair. Because I loved it. Wow! It was just, uh, I gave un- into the Spider Verse five. <laughs> yeah, you can do what you want, man. Yeah, uh, uh, you know you shouldn't toss those things out. But uh, I just loved it. They did a good job. Cannot wait for Shazam two, uh, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> whatever. I'm just excited <laughs> about them. Uh, uh, great job. I can't wait to talk about the spoiler filled one too when we get to it. Okay. But speaking of spoiler filled, Captain Marvel. How many times have you seen it, Brad? I've seen it three times oh for God. reasons I'll go into next episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I took Allison to see it the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have a lot of expectations, but I ended up liking it very, very, very much. Yeah, me too. Real? I think it was really, really fun, really good. Somewhere in the middle, it bogged down a bit, but that happens a lot in origin stories. A- agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, but I just... I. <clears throat> I could even say that I loved it because I did. Because again, I did go back to see it twice. Mm-hmm. I had reasons for that, but I didn't mind seeing it a third time at all. That's right. how much I liked it. <laughs> uh, Bill, what, what what was your takeaway? I um, I came out of Captain Marvel. Uh, part of it was probably the environment we were in. Um, we went to uh, my home base. Um, uh, Cinemark Theater. Uh, we were we weren't in the XD screen, but we were on one of the the old biggest screens. Mm-hmm. You know, so we were in we were in the large just down know, off Parker. Indeed. Okay. Um, I worked there. So I, I've talked about. Uh, I know, and I miss that. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss seeing you there. Free movies. But um, I, I'm now a member of the uh, Cinemark Movie Club. By the way. <laughs> It's nine this guys, a little nine. bit of a name dropper. <laughs> it's nine bucks a month. Well spent, kids. That's cool. Um, so I have uh, I, when it, when they originally came out, I, I I'll admit I scoffed, I mocked uh, the name D box seats. Have you ever sat in one of those for a movie? I'm not familiar I'm, with the term. I don't okay. know what that is. They, they've got this thing uh, at the Cinemark Theater. Here is the uh, they probably have them at other Cinemark theaters, but the Cinemark I, theater, I, theater that you're speaking to is next door to the national headquarters for Cinemark. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Why it would be uh, why I'd get the uh, the good toys first then? Right. Yeah, right. Um, so they've got these uh, D box seats. Everybody has been to a Six Flags or a Disneyland or a whatever, and you've gone into those. Uh, rides i use quote fingers there because it's not really a ride so much but you get into these chairs and you've got this huge like imax type screen and you're like in a a fighter jet or something like that nowadays they do stupid cartoon type alien stuff but back in the old days um at six flags they had this ride where you were like a fighter pilot and it was amazing because um uh you would be in these seats and you had this huge screen in front of you and as the as the, the the visuals would change, as, as the you know the plane you know the plane pitches and yaws and goes up down left right and stuff like that, the chair corresponds and it it pitches you left and right and no back way. and forward and sometimes it vibrates and they have incorporated that sweet sweet technology at 
the movie theaters. Oh, that's right. pretty And neat. you can now sit in those seats. Um, the first time we did it was, uh, I don't know if we've talked about it. Uh, I won't spend much time on this. <laughs> right. Um, I took uh, Zoe to go see uh, Venom. And uh, when we talked was, about it was a Tuesday. Venom, you never mentioned the D box stuff. It was it was a Tuesday. There were ten dollars tickets. The the thing is about the the D box seats is they're expensive. They're okay. very proud of their D box seats, and uh, it was eighteen and twenty dollars. What I D, think. What's the D refer? Dude, to? I don't know, but I don't like that name, man. Yeah. I think they need to change the marketing yeah. on that. Yeah, I would agree. I now work in a marketing department, so I should know something about that. Um, yeah, I think it's a uh, <clears throat> terrible marketing, but the concept is amazing. So we go into the th- and my my gripe with the D box seats has I, been I, a. I, I, I know you're still going. We have yet to hear his. Thoughts of the movie. I know I'm working up to it. I know. <laughs> super duper. The, We're still the on the chairs, super, guys. The seats are super duper expensive, but until the now, uh, they had put those uh, D box seats as like rows three and four in their small theaters, like the ones the very cor- the very back corners. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the size yeah. of a shoebox, right? So, um, so we ended up getting tickets, and, and I'm a little apprehensive. I, I talked to our mutual friend John, and I took the kids and John, um, the four of us. And um, I didn't take Johnny Metis there, and he paid for some semantics. Tickets, I don't want to give you the you know the wrong impression. Uh, well, you know, I don't want to get off track or anything here. Um, Just it's too late for that. <laughs> we were already down this rabbit hole. So the cool thing like, is that's that why have, you never ask Bill an open-ended question. Well, we I know that's why they only ask me multiple choice questions nowadays <laughs> in the podcast, and that's it's really my fault. I get it. Remember we gave um, Bill ninety seconds to talk about Venom. Yeah, that didn't work either. Did <laughs> 12 it? Twelve minutes. Yeah. Oh, really? You timed it. Uh, I'm impressed with myself. Um, So my big gripe was that the D-Box seats were crazy cool technology, but they put them in the small, tiny shoebox size theaters. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was the point where I I called up John. I said, dude, do you want to go see it on the XD screen or do you want to see it in the D-Box seats in a tiny screen? Because it's kind of, you know, there's there's pros and cons to both, you know, because I want to see it on a huge screen. So we end up, I end up getting the D box seats and we get there and it's the theater nine, which is like, dude, this is the old uh, huge yeah. theater. Right, right. And so problem solved. Okay. So we watched the movie from the D box seats on the big screen, not the XD screen, but the big, big screen. It was fantastic. And that probably had a lot to do with my mood going into the movie. Um, uh, that and the, uh, the, the, that and the jigger of alcohol I smuggled in. Okay. I'm kidding about the alcohol. Um, you don't do that. Couldn't have hurt though. Yeah, I should. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you sneak in, you sneak in like dots and 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 you know thin mints and stuff. You should be able to sneak in, you know, a nice seven fifty a Jaeger or something. Just you just, know, just if you, be if you, guzzling Jaeger the whole movie. In yeah. the past, uh, uh, we used to do that. We used to take a little flask and just kind of sweeten our drinks a little bit. I I don't do it anymore because. I, I really want to enjoy the movie. <laughs> and, yeah, and you want to be able to make it home after the movie, too. Huh? Um, so uh, so with that, uh, the movie started out, and I, I, it took a few minutes to get bearings. Um, but, uh, but once we did, and, and man, I'm, I'm so predisposed to dig anything Brie Larson's into. I think I probably she, fell in love a I little think, bit with her. I think she's a movie. very she's a very handsome woman, and I appreciate being able to hang out with her for a couple hours. And I love her, just her rendition of the superhero. I mean, she is. I agree. She's kind of no no holds barred. We don't see this arc like, oh, I'm uncertain of myself, and then she builds up and she finds confidence. I mean, she's confident <laughs> right off the bat. Right. 
and that was refreshing. She didn't have to have Reed Richards uh, talk her off the ledge uh, uh, once or twice a movie. Right. I, I like her little, just her little facial tics. She'll just stare at you, but then she'll squinch her eyes or she'll yeah. just smirk a little bit. And I, that just... What what to about me, my heart starts going to me? She yeah. was she was a fantastic protagonist, and I I think that the Marvel universe is in pretty stinking good shape if she is going to be the flagship character mm-hmm. into Phase Four. I think, uh, and I, I think it's interesting. And I I don't want to get uh, too far you know too far into the ditch on talking about you know do we do we feel that in 2019 you know that we. That that there has to be this this added inclusivity, and you cannot simply have the the you know the Mount well, Rushmore you know of your movie universe be all you know white men. Don't Does even it worry. Have to be ladies, people of color, that. stuff Don't like that. Don't even worry about that. I would like to think. Don't even worry about. I that. would like to think that merit that, that and I'm 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 working uh, with what you're saying here. I would like to think, and I do think that uh, Kevin Feige. And company um, have uh, have worked this basically as a meritocracy, and that Captain Marvel was a logical character to bring in, uh, the kind of the last really powerful character to bring in. Um, and uh, we now understand after interviews with Kevin why they waited this long. Yeah, you know, they wanted to introduce uh, Captain Marvel as early as uh, Age of Ultron. Um, Joss Whedon had to be talked out of it. He had a draft written where she was a character in the movie, but. She was, um, she was one of the cast, you know, she wasn't one of the headliners and she would have basically shown up on screen fully formed as Kevin said, um, they would not have had a chance to have treated her, uh, you know, right. As far as giving the audience introduction to her, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So Kevin made the executive call and said, no, Joss, you cannot have her for age of Ultron. Um, but we'll get there. And uh, to see what they did was worth the wait. I mean, she, I, I like the fact that, and again, this this kind of feels like a 2019 reaction to Me Too, yada, 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 um, all that stuff where um, it started with uh, the great Hope Van Dyne, where you've got a character that's kind of essentially just kind of a bad banner. I mean, just she's she's a bad lady, man. Um, as deadly as she is beautiful. Um, so it kind of started with, with, uh, uh, the wasp, I think. And it certainly carried on to captain Marvel. It's, you got a character that, that is not, uh, that is not subject to the, the typical stereotypical feminine foibles, you know, that happen that have happened in, in plot lines across the world since time immemorial, you know, she's, she was never a victim. Uh, she was always in charge of herself. Um, uh, well, I mean, I guess the plane crash kind of, but well, but that that was an outside influence. Well, what about the, uh, the inclusion of the Tesseract in it and how it reflects to the whole Marvel timeline? I think it's cool how they, uh, explained how shield ended up with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I liked seeing that. Do, do, do you think it paints a clearer line between Captain America, I guess, Peggy Car- uh, Peggy, um, oh, I can't think of the series anymore, uh, that was on ABC. Agent Peggy, Carter. Uh, Agent Carter. Yep. And uh, and where we are now, Avengers, and now, the, and now Captain Marvel. I mean, do you think it, it makes the timeline stronger, or do you have questions about, like, well, how did it end up here, or... 
Does it mess up the timeline or make it, it better? No, it I, didn't mess up the timeline for me at all. I think it's I think it's a a, a pretty deft use of uh, of these kind of elements, you know, that have now reached from you know World War II basically to present day, and it, it, it is really cool. And it's it's the classic. You've got to suspend the the disbelief that. You know, kind of everything in comic books has to be coincidental. You know, it's like, oh, it, it can't just be a new character. It has to be, oh, my long lost twin. You know, right. and, you know, those kind of coincidences are, I guess, a trope of literature. And we should all just, you know, I, I should just settle down now. Well, but, how, how about um, um, Nick Fury's uh, de aging technology? Great. He was he was pretty fantastic. I, I'm among the crowd that. Uh, um, I think that uh, much like um, um, Al Pacino, uh, he basically stopped acting about 20 years ago, <laughs> you know, not long after Pulp Fiction. He just kind of like, hey, I'm Samuel L. Jackson. Put me in a movie and I'm going to act like Samuel L. Jackson. I and, think with the know, exception of th- that Mace Windu, that, okay. that holds true. Yeah. Like everything <laughs> that, he's been in. And that movie doesn't just. That movie doesn't suck. I mean, no. e- even Mace Windu was just a subdued version of Samuel Jackson. Right. Uh, and and I'm, I'm trying to pay uh, Sammy Jackson a compliment here because I thought that for the first time, and I don't really remember when, uh, I felt like he was actually <clears throat> trying to uh, conceive and work a character and show the audience something they didn't know before. And I thought he, I thought he, he showed you know. Uh, acting range chops whatever you want to call them that he just hasn't felt he needed to make the effort on for a long long time and so i, w- I want to give mr sammy jackson uh, you know my personal you know i want to give him credit you know for me at least because i thought that you know it could have been a disaster if he had shown up and just been samuel jackson but he, he actually he actually created a new version of his character right. to the point and where you can see where he goes from that dude to the 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 patch Nick Fury that we got now. I think a lot of what you're saying is true because all, like all the movies that Sam has been in lately, they're written because they want Sam Jackson to be in this movie because Sam Jackson is Sam Jackson. Absolutely, it's if a tightening circle. Yeah, they're bet. new they're new characters for Sam Jackson. Well, mm-hmm. Sam Jackson. Nick Fury was a new character, but the idea of Nick Fury has been around since long before Sam Jackson started acting. Of course. Maybe that's not accurate, but you know what I'm saying. Before he started being... I mean, Fury's been around since... Fury's been around since World War II, right? right? Since he started... Nick Fury's been around since Sam Jackson started being Sam Jackson. You know what I'm saying? So he can't be Sam Jackson when he's Nick Fury. And I think he (laughs) recognizes that. And like you said, I think he did a really good job of making... "Quote unquote," present day Sam Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, different from this new earlier nineteen nineties yeah. Sam Jackson, and it was a it was a reasonably well nuanced um, yeah. uh, version too. I mean, it wasn't just simply I'm young and brash, and you know, or I'm I'm scared of things. I understand it. No, there wasn't. You know, you couldn't just say, "Okay, you know, this is what he does at this age." No, he he created a fully fleshed out character, and um, congrats to the screenwriters, and and I assume that Samuel gets plenty of credit for you know input into his character in the movie and all that. Um, you know, when as far as the de aging goes, when we saw him with two eyes, yeah, I was amazed <laughs> at how real that second eye looked. 
I mean, it was like you're right. That was unbelievable. Weird. Because that's oh, been the whole problem with CGI to this point is that is that they don't make believable eyes. Yeah. I mean, even you know as far back as the Final Fantasy movie, you I sat there and watched that movie in the theaters um, and thought to myself, man, that almost looks like a photograph. But I don't believe the people's faces and their eyes, especially right. they're just kind of dead eyes. So for them to do that with Samuel L. Jackson in the Captain Marvel movie. What a what a freaking if they don't get try, recognition in some leap. form of award for that. Oh my for the gosh. Eye. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh my gosh. You know, speaking yeah. of the eye. They finally done it. it. <laughs> wouldn't it funny that Colson brings him that box of eyes and there's like red I'm not yeah. red, but there's like blue and green and hazel. I'm like, how come they're not just all brown eyes? Yeah. Because he's the one he's got left is a brown eye. Well, maybe he wants to go bring him different shades of brown. Yeah, or Max I mean, Scherzer if I lost an eye, I've fans. got brown eyes, and somebody bought brought yeah. me a box full of green and yeah, and I'd be thinking that would be there, just like a little subtle middle finger yeah. at me. I'd go, or or is that myself. just like, well, here's what we have in stock. This is all we got. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, then oh. again, then again, David Bowie had that condition where there's two different color That's eyes. What I'm saying. You know, there are people that exist <laughs> like that. Sorry. I wish I could remember the name of it. Shut that it's bloody a, bazooki up! It's uh, uh, from uh, X-Men First Class. Very groovy condition. Right. Um, um, what about 90s references? I uh, freaking any, loved... Any that... that I loved the soundtrack. I, yeah, I did have great. a mild issue with some of the soundtrack. I, probably because I read a, a stupid article about it uh, a couple days afterwards. And the, the point of the article, guess what? It's on the internet, was to complain about stuff. Um, but he was basically saying, uh, the, or the, the author, whoever it was, I don't remember if it was Out of the three of us, you are the one that's most swayable. Yeah. Um, by what you read on the internet. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I believe almost I love the soundtrack. I, I, I thought I it was see, great. So it's, it's really I, um, um, but he, his, his point was like, well, you know, some of the songs were good, but he missed a chance to do a lot of uh, the the person who created you know the soundtrack for the movie missed a bunch of chances to include truly empowered female bands from the '90s like L7 or you know like Cannonball by the Breeders, you know that kind of stuff. Come on, what was wrong with No Doubts? I'm just a girl I, okay. when she's like kicking butt okay, at the now, end. I that did. Was, you uh, couldn't have been that, more perfect. I, I will say, and I swear to God, if they had played Girls Just Want to Have Fun, I would have gotten up and walked oh, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would have been, been with you there. Um, luckily, that's an '80s song, so you don't have to worry about no, that. It would have been 80s. a golden oldie in that movie. Um, but I, I honestly, uh, I somebody the, probably covered freaking, it in the '90s. That freaking No Doubt song kind of took me out of it for for a minute. Uh, I, I, had, I liked it. I, I, too, I thought it was it because I, I've never really been heavily into that song. And just like I got no problem with Gwen Stefani or No Doubt. Stefani. I, okay. Um, Nobody has ever in the history of ever pronounced it Gwen Stefani. You know, Mark Millar has. <laughs> Uh, my, fa- my my favorite checkmate. little scene is a very small scene where they're downloading the uh, the audio file. From oh the, yeah, from the computer, and it's taking a moment. <laughs> I swear that brought back memories. Yeah, and everyone <laughs> that was who, awesome. You know, isn't from Earth at that time. Yeah. is just like what's going on, and everyone's just very accepting. Goes it's downloading. Yeah, it's Nick Fury's right. Like, it's loading. It's downloading. <laughs> this is the way it is. Yeah, yep. I loved the twist they put on the scrolls. Oh my God! Did you? Guys or Did good you? Guys. I, Huge! I I thought um, huge. I thought, I thought to myself again, this is a massive reaction to the to the age that we're in. Um, I loved it I because just, I didn't expect it. Well, you already had the scrolls in the Marvel universe. They're called the Chitari. 
So unless the scrolls were going to be a, a, a basically a shape shifting carbon copy of the Chitari, you're going to have to do something different with the scrolls. And I thought, why do you well, why do you say the Chitari are what the scrolls were? Well, can't okay. there be more than one? But, but, yeah, but the, before, hey, before the you Chitari get to that, didn't. Well, they the weren't shape shifters. That's why I said. But and, the, well, but before you finish your thought, just just real quickly on if they had gone with the um, 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 with with the. I can't think of the alien's name now. Uh, the scrolls being evil—that would have been a really easy. You would have known where the story is going to go. Yes, this, this just changes everything yeah. completely to where it's just like it was a surprise. I was surprised, and you know it was a surprise, but it shouldn't have been. And I'll tell you why: because the Marvel universe, this Marvel Cinematic Universe, has already to this day established the fact that the Kree are bad people. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Ronan. As soon as Ronan yeah. showed up, we should have gone. Oh, wait a second. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If anybody watches, yeah, I know they kind of are together but separate. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the Kree are bad people. Yes. Uh, the dude, the black guy who was in this movie but also in Guardians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who? Yeah. <laughs> he, you know, he was a bad guy. So when we saw the Kree, Jude Law, you would never expect him to be a bad guy, right? Because he's dreamy. Right. right. Yes, that's so, exactly right. So, God, he as soon as we saw him and Ronan talking to each other you with really respect, that one, we should have gone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Props. But again, I was pleasantly surprised that they did the the switcheroo. Now, yeah. having said that, my first thought was, well, what about this fanboy desire that I have and really expected to come out of Captain Marvel, that being the secret invasion storyline, yes. where some of the Marvel heroes that we've been enjoying for the last 10 years are going to turn out to be scrolls. Ashley and I made a list a couple of years ago Ooh. about, maybe even last year, about who we thought have been scrolls mm-hmm. this whole time. But now the scrolls are the good guys, <laughs> so that kind of takes away the possibility. But maybe even in the... Um, and Ben Mendelsohn never plays a good guy, right? Well, he's always yeah, played another, bad guys. Well, he's always played bad guys. Boomer. Hang on. So uh, I lost my train of thought. Well, Ben Mendelsohn, bad guy. Before that. Oh, uh, so he, he says there are thousands of us mm-hmm. spread across the galaxy. So maybe it's another group of Easily. scrolls who are just angry at, at everything, and so they've decided they're going to take over L-53, what did they call Earth? C-53 oh, or something yeah. like that? There, yeah. there is a wonderful theory video out there, and I'll send it to you guys afterwards, about... Uh, so there were four scrolls. One got killed in the movie, but there's another one that may be missing, and this guy's theory is that that is currently playing Nick Fury in our timeline because if you remember in Whoa. Civil... No, in Winter Soldier, Nick Fury are you, died. Are you talking about the one that... that Dissolved into ash. Uh, no. You mean in Captain Marvel there was a, a so according a to this guy's that... video there there were there were four scrolls one got on the autopsy table okay and then there were three others and then of course they rescued the ones on on the spaceship so he might how many of them were up. on the beach they said four I think that's right I think there were four mm-hmm. there was the one main girl mm-hmm. and then there were two guys and then the fourth uh, scroll almost said squirrel <laughs> the fourth scroll got the same form as the first one and he goes mm-hmm. this one's taken yes so there were four on the beach at that time right I bet I understand the theory but I bet it just that fourth scroll just got lost in the editing 
and you're right. chopping block and no, stuff like that, that. That's right. But that may be that may turn out to be a fortuitous uh, thing to to end up doing that. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna text that video to you guys. Wouldn't right it be now. crazy if that little editing that little editing dis- business decision they had to yes. make uh, spurs a whole new a whole new branch uh, you know a whole new direction in, in the MCU yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Kind of like just. The same way that uh, at the end of Star Trek Two, you know, Spock's little remember thing to McCoy was an ad lib and not planned. Yeah, and if he hadn't done that, and he all would they have had to, to bend over a lot to farther incorporate backwards. that fourth squirrel back in, all they would have to do is kind of reshoot the scene where we last saw him in Captain Marvel, uh-huh. and maybe he gets knocked down, whatever, and then we see him scurry away, and then he's telling the story about how he right. got exactly. away or whatever. That would be pretty neat. That'd be crazy, man. Thank you, Frank. I'll watch that later. Um, said, so, geez, we haven't even really talked about what happened in the movie Captain Marvel about her going away. Did did you uh, did you like if we could pick this up next episode too? But um, uh, did you like the fact that you know the entire movie was was the subject of a framing device, basically? How do you mean that? Doesn't it? it you know, a lot of the movie is flashbacks. As opposed to us, as opposed to us taking the ride with her, you I know, think that's in a, a bit of a fashion. stretch to call it a framing device. I don't, I think most of it was yeah, not maybe flashbacks. It's a, maybe it's a small stretch, but I, uh, if if anything, I was a little underwhelmed by the plot only only because I know that a lot of these characters are going to survive. I know that Nick Fury's going to be okay. I know that Captain Marvel's going to be okay. I know that we're headed towards something else. So it's almost like watching the Star Wars prequels. This yeah. is why the, the lightsaber duel well, yeah. between Obi-Wan and Anakin at in episode three uh-huh. is meaningless to me. It's neat because I love lightsabers, right. but there's, I'm not emotionally invested in that duel. Right. Yeah, because at no point are you wondering what's going to happen. Right, <laughs> right, uh, and and yeah, that's been, it's been my my age old gripe against prequels that I've had for my entire adult. I believe life. it's pronounced prequels. It is. Well, it could be pronounced prequels, and uh, I will begin doing that uh, because of your uh, your sage advice. Dead gummit. Uh, Speaking of sage, how's your boy? They are awesome. Sage is playing the saxophone now. Did, oh, have, I, have I mentioned great. that he uh, at the beginning of uh, the the previous or uh, this, this current school year, you know, back in uh, September, um, uh, Sash tells me, "Hey, uh, you know, he's uh, uh, going to join band." I go, "Cool, what's he Sweet. playing?" She goes, "Alto sax." I said, "You know, I played the alto sax." <laughs> he chose to play the alto saxophone, having no idea that his old man had That's played neat. the alto sax. It makes you don't wonder, tell him. Don't tell him you have. Is it? Have you nah, already? It's too is late it too, for that. Duh, he's um, going to give it up now. But it does. <laughs> well, but it makes you wonder. I, I, I stayed with it all the way through high school. I, I dropped it. Uh, Sax man. To college. Did you grab his facts? Go. Let me show you something, little boy. Hey. I've actually yes, I've done that before. And I've got. Um, it's around here somewhere. I've got a uh, metal, uh, a sweet um, Brillhart metal mouthpiece, which is kind of a jazz mouthpiece. Um, but it gives your saxophone a uh, much brighter tone, and uh, you can pump uh, more more decibels out of it. It's uh, it's kind of awesome. We uh, we uh, me and a, uh, a friend or two uh, in uh, back in high school, we got them in time to use them for uh, for marching band, and it was awesome because we could blast. It was great. Cool. 
So what did you think I, about? I need to find the ligature. Um, I'm sorry I brought up your son. It's okay. He's great. He's great. <laughs> Zoe's great. Sage is great. I, of course I'm not. Um, uh, you're gonna have to. No, don't apologize to me. Apologize to Sage. You, you jack I know, wagon. I know it. Uh, I is that the phrase that pays jack, jack wagon? wagon? No, no. It's not. Okay. it should have been. But no, that's not, technically that's not a phrase. I've been I've been looking for an opening that's to say word. that for the last forty minutes now. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, I thought that was going to be it, Frank. The after credit, uh, good after credit scenes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The first one obviously is cool and important. Mm-hmm. The second one yeah, is just is. more for a funny haha. Mm-hmm. You know, still it was funny haha, but um, uh, I really like that the uh, Avengers tie-in. Yeah, and it's uh, you know I keep waiting for the tickets to go on sale for Endgame. They haven't gone on sale yet. What? I wanna, I'm going to buy my tickets so I can go see it first day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I speaking of that. The uh, the latest trailer for Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm. I like it because it doesn't really give away anything. Mm. Yeah, they, yeah, they can't be accused of uh, giving away the plot in yeah. any of their previews no, so far. Not. <laughs> but I'd like the very end where, uh, God, have I where seen Brie Larson's one? just looking at <laughs> Thor and he reaches okay. his hand out and she's standing right here and he reaches his hand out oh, next, okay. summoning his new axe. What is the new axe called? Do we know Storm what it's called? Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Yeah. Stormbreaker. Summoning Stormbreaker, and it it lands in his fist, and it flicks her hair. The wind flicks her hair a little bit, and she just kind of looks over and just looks at him and does that thing with her eyes, and he goes, I like this one. Yes. <laughs> that was great. Do you think they're going to kiss? I sure hope so. <laughs> oh. I ship them hard. Is that what the, oh, wow, is that, is that what the kids say? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I ship them? Yes. No. Actually, I think it's probably uh, uh, it's probably twenty I'd like, and twenty and thirty somethings that uh, I'd like that, to actually see him fight. But people. that that little scene right there makes me think they they that they wouldn't. Yeah. I I would like them not to. That one of the one of the worst comic book tropes. Oh come on! You got to admit in the first Avengers when Captain, Captain America and Captain America and Iron, and Man. Iron Man are duking it out, and then yeah, Thor and comes then Thor come, down. Yeah. You got to admit that was a cool scene. It was it was just it was cool visuals because hey look they're punching each other, but. I just, Have you ever read a comic book before? <laughs> yeah, I've read a couple of them. That's what I was getting ready to say is that one of the most tired tropes in the history of comic, uh, the comic medium is the the two heroes, the two bands of heroes come together. There's misunderstanding. Okay. They think they're bad guys, and Let's so they have scene. to fight. And then at the end of the episode, at the end of the issue, they realize that that they shouldn't have been fighting. That they should have like said, "Hi, how you doing?" Yeah. And that all would have been avoided. And Let's, I just I, Let's do a scene here. Thor, you're Bill, okay. you're Thor, uh, you're Captain America, Brad, and okay. I'll be Iron Man. Okay. And we're meeting for the first time, and we, uh, um, let's just see what happens. Are we going to fight, or are we going to be uh, friendly to each other? So this is the first time we're meeting, all right? Who am I? Uh, you Cap? are Cap. And go. I'm going to punch you. Hang on now. you so I hate look- everybody. Wait a minute. I'm Tony Stark. You Iron shall Man. not pass. Calm down. Let's let's talk about this. Why? Why why do you automatically hate somebody? You don't know this person. My Wait. hammer. My hammer will smite you down, sir. And my lasers will blast you. I am you a know. god. I hey, don't no, need no. to take this from you. No. I'm sure we're all important. And as far as you, mm-hmm. boy scout. Excuse- hey. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> 
Hey, Star Boy. Hey, let's call him Star Boy. Hey, I like Star you know what? Boy. You and I have something in common. Yeah, Iron fist Man. bump. Fist oh. bump. Oh, come on now. Names. Don't resort to names. You guys. My name's Iron you Man, go, by the you way. Guys. Iron Man. You Iron like Man. A, That's a strong name. You look ah. like a robot. Like a stupid robot. Yeah. You and outside your is iron. Stupid robot. Man. And you with your stupid hammer. I am a ball peen hammer and yeah. your cape. I am a god of thunder. You ah. guys look ridiculous. Hey, Thunder Boy. Let's go get a beer. Don't <laughs> Let's leave Starboy. No, out beer. Here. Let's get out of here. Can beer, you fly, Starboy? I'll I'll look, I'll I'll buy and fly. All right, Come on, in. let's all he's just in. hang. I'll, let's go. I'll go, but only if you have an autumnal mead. <laughs> let's do it. They have an IPA down the road. I know that might work. I'm not sure. Hey, did, free they, have re- Miller, did, they, did they have a light IPA? Yeah, they do. Just- and I'll bring Dr. Strange. He can fill them up for free. Great. My mead must have an amazing mouth feel as well. Now you're creeping me out. I'm not sure what that means, but. I have to go now. Goodbye. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> See, that's how it should have gone. It could have been yeah. that simple. Yeah, it could have been. But that no, simple. they had to. They had to blow like twenty million dollars at the special effects, and you know. And guess what? What did we learn? How did it? How did it change the plot? How did it change anybody's lives? How did it move the plot forward? Uh, how close? To, how much closer resolution did we get? How much did it flesh out the characters? The answer is Zappo. Well, so, which is my favorite Marvel you know, brother. I was trying to think how many reverse flashes I'd call. give Captain Marvel. I think I'll give it three point seven five. That sounds good. I'll do the same thing. Yeah, I really liked it. I went a full four point zero. Really, uh, which is I, I see. I, after, I, I during all this discussion, I was yeah. thinking that Bill didn't like it as much as we did. Uh, I actually liked it. You, you couldn't tell because it took me eighteen minutes to uh, to wind up to it, but uh, I liked it more than I thought I would. It wasn't uh, it wasn't Guardians of the Galaxy uh, level uh, for me. But Agreed. I I thought it was I thought it was so solid and I frankly I enjoyed it more um, than I like I I enjoyed uh, I put it above Doctor Strange you know that kind wow of thing. which is but again you know I, I've I've beaten that horse to death how I wanted to love Doctor Strange and I thought it was good <laughs> so I'm done okay see how see how quickly I got back off that soapbox okay right. I've impressed myself. Well, see, don't get used to it, by the way. Let me fire right. up my computer again. I had to see when we were recording today. Bill's, yeah. uh, Frank's queuing up the boilerplate. Uh, uh, yes. And I forgot the power supply for my laptop. So yeah. I had it open at the beginning. I did the music and then I closed it. And now I'm reopening it so I can play the. Frank, I thought I had a, a really good uh, idea. I told Brad, look, if we get to a point in the podcast where he needs to fire a drop off. Then you and I just we just need to wait, and he can he can turn his computer on, <laughs> and then he can fire the sound off, and then we can continue. You're right. So there'd be and that then he turned because he, well he's got to save the battery, so then he turns the computer back off, and then the next time he has to a drop, then just yeah. then we pause, we stop, pregnant okay. pause. Da, 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 anyway, Brad, you da, let me know da, when da, you're ready. Da, 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 da. You're listening. You've been listening to a Half Hour Wasted, proud member of the HHWLOD Podcast Network. Send your questions and comments to Half Hour Wasted at Gmail and follow us on Twitter at Half Hour Wasted. Leave us or any of the HHWLOD shows a voicemail at 972 798 3830. No. Oh, yeah. no. 972s. You're right. Seven, you're right. 798 3830. It does work, by the way. I tested it recently. Okay. <laughs> Until next week, I'm Frank. I'm Brad. 
I'm the God of Thunder, then maybe rock and roll. And we'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted.